Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, living color. Yeah! We want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Noches, everybody. This is the host of the one and only Andy Wrestling Show. This is Chris Castillo, joined by my tag team partner, as usual, every week, the great Uncle Leroy Jr. Uncle Leroy Jr., say hello to the peeps. How you doing? Man, what up, what up, peeps? What up, world? Man, you know this is dude, Uncle Leroy. Don't say the Leroy without the junior kicking it with Chris Costello on the Indie Wrestling Show. But, man, I'm going to tell you, you, after that introduction, you make me want to just jump from the turnbuckle and do a little well, flying elbow, man. Great introduction. Let, let, give, give it up for you right there. Let me give you one all down. No problem. And there, there is a reason why you're excited. Uh, you might not know because time goes by fast. But this is actually... And get ready with those DJ air horns. This is actually the one-year anniversary of the indie wrestling show, and they said we it wouldn't last. Yep, yep. So, it started from the bottom. Now we here. I've yeah, been waiting for a year to say that. Well, <laughs> yep. And we started well, out with maybe, I think, five listeners. Now we're up to about 500 nationwide on Spotify streaming. And uh, we're based out of Dallas, Texas, and Corpus Christi. Texas. Yes, sir. That's what I'm saying. That's some big numbers right there, especially when we come from, uh, you know, building. So, uh, you know, definitely let's get this show. I heard we got a pretty good uh, call in the, uh, this, yeah, this show. Yeah, and we, we do it big up in here at the New Wrestling Show to celebrate our one-year anniversary and uh, we're actually, I'm going to do what they call in the business, a cliffhanger. Uh, that's probably wrong. But uh, what we're going to do is be right back with the biggest guest in the history of Andy Wrestling Show. So everyone, y'all stay tuned, and we'll be right back 
on the Indie Wrestling Show after this short break. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't follow rules and they don't like that I was skipping school to get my sack right My girl hit me and asked my own text back My dog got out of prison and went right back These brand new don't step on my balances I'ma hit that if she let me They don't like how I talk that Blood it out my wrist, a puddle dripping 42, I'm steady sipping Yeah, I'm on and I'm off that These brand new don't step on my balances I'ma hit that if she let me They don't like how I talk that I don't follow rules and they don't like that Hit the club with wife, he brought a dime back Yeah, Hit the three twice and ran it right back I'm only here tonight cause in the morning got a flight back Talking it but you ain't living like that The porch cost a hundred, this is twice that Flooded on my diamonds, calling spring Back in Oakland, I'm a king I know an Aussie is a ting yeah. Right detail, that's not a speck of dust on it uh, I'ma get the bag, you can put some trust on it uh, Everything is new, so it's never rust on it And her booty's so big, you can park a bus on it yeah, yeah. These brand new don't step on my balances yeah. I'ma hit that if she let me They don't like how I talk that yeah. hey, hey. Cut it out my wrist, I'm uh-huh. puddle right. dripping 42, I'm steady sipping Yeah, I'm on and I'm off that These brand new don't step on We are back. Today is September 4, 2019. Uh, if you're new to the show, this is the Indie Wrestling Show. You reached the anniversary, one-year anniversary show. And we here at the Indie Wrestling Show uh, with the great Uncle Leroy Jr. Thank you for listening on Spotify and Sports Talk with Friends and the Indie Wrestling Show Facebook page. And at this time, we're going to introduce our one-year anniversary very special guest. I uh, wouldn't have had it with anybody else. Uh, he's a legendary wrestler, legendary trainer. He's trained them all. I mean, talk about uh, hot stuff, Hernandez. I mean, uh, the Brian Kendrick, uh, Daniel Bryan, former WWE champion. I mean, he's so many wrestlers, I can't even name them all. He's been in the business uh, probably longer I mean, than anybody I know. Uh, so at this time, without any further ado, it's my pleasure to introduce to the Indie Wrestling Show the legendary... Rudy Boy Gonzalez, welcome to the show, sir. It's a pleasure to have you here. What is your name? Well, uh, it's Castillo officially in the business, sir. Okay. And then Uncle Leroy, how you doing, sir? Wow, what up, what up, buddy? How's it going? I'm good. How about the show? I'm doing good, and, th- and and for both you guys, thank you. I didn't realize it was your one-year anniversary show, so uh, this does make it a little bit more special, but so thank you for inviting me on um, this important um, uh, episode. But uh, oh, yeah, like you said, you said last year, and, I, and I, I think I mentioned it to you, Chris, you know, it, it, um, as long as you keep the, the, uh, the guests, you know, interesting, and you keep the show entertaining, you shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't do, you know, you shouldn't do too bad, but once it gets kind of boring and stuff, then, you know, you, you can lose the show. So you've been around for years. Both you guys, congratulations. Oh, well, thank that. you, sir. It means a lot, a lot coming from you. Uh, we've mentioned your name many times, and actually we've uh, introduced, well, interviewed many of your wrestlers, like uh, the great Micah Madrid, Max Castellanos, and uh, Ricky Reyes. He's not one of your students, but he'll be coming down. Actually, he's going to be doing a seminar for you, so – 
a lot of uh, influence from you on the show, so we do thank you for that. Um, Hold on. Is, that is true. That's and to to that point. That's what it's like. We've been on. You've been on our every show we've had so much to the fact that when we were making uh, the title and putting your name on the script, I was about to put Rudy Boy Gonzalez. I said, God damn it, <laughs> that's not his name, Rudy Boy. Well, you know, so that's just every time, uh, you know, you've been called Rudy Boy Gonzalez. So I think I know y'all call you that uh, even when I'm supposed to write your government on, this, on a, you know, on a ticket. So welcome to the show again. Thank you for joining. Thank you, guys. Yeah, and before I get to the interview, I always like to say a short little story. I did meet uh, Mr. Rudy Boy Gonzalez in Laredo. It was kind of scary experience at first because you don't know what to expect. and then, uh, But then when you meet him, he's fair. I mean, he treats everyone. He's firm, but he's fair. Kind of uh, reminds me from my – he is from my dad's generation where uh, they don't mess around their business. But, I mean, they mean well. So uh, a lot of people might say, oh, oh, he's too tough for me. But, you know, maybe – People need tough love, especially you need to be tough to be in the wrestling industry. I know that so far. Yeah. So I just want to say that about Mr. Gonzalez. Uh, we're going to get jump straight into the interview right now. Brady Boy, how long have you been in the pro wrestling business for our listeners? I started, uh, I walked in the door the very first day, January 2nd, 1982, into the offices of Southwest Championship Wrestling, and the first guy I met was Joe Blanchard. So, to today, that makes it a little over 37 years. Wow, that is outstanding. I was, I was looking back, and I think I, I think I've, I think I've wrestled in five different decades. That was the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, the teens. And so if I have a match sometime next year, that'll be the 20s. So that'll be five decades that I've had a, a match. That's that's pretty long. That's almost that's almost Flair stuff. Yeah, and I, I don't know of anyone else that I've met personally that's wrestled that long. The only people I know that wrestled that long are maybe Rick Flair himself. I don't know. Or Terry Funk. Yeah. And, I, and, I don't, and I don't even know if that's something to brag about. Like, you know, if, <laughs> <laughs> and I've been around so long. Um you know, like, can you find anything else to do or something, you know? But, uh, I mean, I've enjoyed it. I, I don't have really any regrets uh, since when I started until today. Um, it's been good. It's been a good ride. Yeah, and speaking of being doing something besides wrestling, you're also a wrestling promoter and wrestling trainer, and uh, you are the head trainer and the owner of the Texas Wrestling Academy in San Antonio. Uh, and you've trained many great wrestlers, like I said earlier. But who are some of the maybe not so known wrestlers out there to our fans that that are up and coming in the wrestling world from TWA? Um, it's hard to say because like all the guys that come out that I train, I try and get them out, you know, uh, so that they're known. I guess you could say, uh, like the Moonshine Mantels and the uh, Max Costiano guys, the Michael Madrid, the Pink Dreams. Uh, you know, uh, Tony Batista, I guess he's at the bottom of that list. Real Tempo. And the reason why I say Tony Batista at the bottom of the list is because he doesn't get out as much because he has, he's in the military and he has commitments, so he's not as flexible as the other guys. Uh, there's Jacob Kilgore, who, who wrestled under me for a number of years until he, until he got married. And that happens, you know, uh, uh, 
Danny G, who's out, he runs the southwest area of the United States. Uh, he, he, you know, wrestled out in, in uh, Arizona and New Mexico and Denver and that area, Utah and that area. Uh, and I, 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 you know, I guess I should say he's he's not as well known. I mean, in that area, he is. He was on the USA Lucha Libre wrestling promotion or whatever it's called. So, I mean, once guys come out of the wrestling school, I try and get them out. Uh, you know, get as much exposure as possible on them. So it's hard to say who's the who's less who's the lesser known guys because once you, like I said, once you finish training, I mean, you don't finish, you don't ever finish training, but once you're ready to start doing uh, events and stuff like that, I try and get you out there. I see, I see. And speaking of getting out there, how would uh, people try to get into wrestling school? Like, what would you tell someone who's listening, who's thinking about being a pro wrestler and they're serious, why they should go to the Texas Wrestling Academy? Uh, look up, look up. You know, the, Joe Blanchard used to tell me you can judge a, a hunter by the skins on the walls. You know, and uh, all I ask is guys to you know look at. You know, and I'm not saying we're the best school. I mean, we're not the best school for everybody. We have, you know, we have our uh, our agenda. We have things that we try and accomplish. But I just, you know, I tell guys all the time. You know, look up the school, look up their background, who have they trained, what have they accomplished, how long they've been around, who the trainers are. What have the trainers done? Uh, you know, I, I, I say a lot of wrestling schools are like, you know, they give you smoke and mirrors. They try and say something when it's really technically, you know, you have a guy that says, hey, I've been wrestling for 20 years. But 20 years really isn't a whole lot because if he's doing a Monday and Friday or Monday, Tuesday, I'm sorry, a Friday and Saturday or a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, three days, four days out of the month, you know, maybe 12 days out of the month, 20 years really only adds up to like maybe 500 wrestling dates, you know, if, if that. You know, and and, uh, and 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 where you know you can wrestle for twenty years in in your backyard. That doesn't mean you're a seasoned veteran. So, yeah, especially sure. nowadays, you you, you got to just you got to just be careful on where you go and spend your money at. You know, and I get a lot of guys that come to the PWA that, you know, they went somewhere else and the guy had a ring in the in the back of a trailer and he paid, you know, so much money and then he he figured out that it wasn't really all that he thought it was. So then he comes here and I'm saying, okay, well. It costs this much, and then he says, "Well, I paid this guy this much." I understand that, but you didn't pay me that much, and so the guys, you know, the the, the, the prospects end up losing money, and then they get upset, and they get a bad taste in their mouth, and it's just a bad deal all the way around. So, I mean, I tell the guys that that trying, you know, that looking to go into the wrestling school, do your research, man. Do your research, and don't be afraid to ask questions. Uh, if a guy asks you about about the school. I prefer they come and sit down and watch for a day or two. I have no problem with that. If they want to come and sit and watch for a week, that's fine with me. I just want them to understand what they're getting into before they 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 spend one dime, you know. And uh, yeah, I know for sense. Sense. a lot of a lot of schools don't do that. They don't let you, you know. And they use the the the, the skies of uh, you know, well it's kayfabe, brother. You know, kayfabe doesn't exist anymore, man. Everybody knows that you know what wrestling's about. So why not just open up and, and show them what you do? If, if if you're so confident in your training, show them what you do. I'm very confident in our training. So that's the main and thing. Speak, just, just, just do your research. And how can someone, uh, say a prospective student, uh, get in touch with you about the Texas Wrestling Academy? So the email address is Texas Wrestling Academy underscore S-A, like San Antonio, at yahoo.com. Somebody sent me, a, you know, they called me. They're like, man, I tried, I tried to send you an email. 
and he said, I kept getting it back, and I said, well, what, what email are you sending it to? And he said, Texas Brothers Academy, essay, like, orderly essay, that, that type of stuff. <laughs> and I was like, no, essay, like San Antonio. Uh, so it's Texas Wrestling Academy underscore SA at yahoo.com, or call me, 210-326-1520. Call me, text me, I don't care. Makes sense. Uh, big question. It's been all over the internet recently. You've gone viral with a picture with you and Keith Lee, uh, and you went to Florida with the biggest wrestling company in the world. What exactly did you do out there in Florida? Um, so, or basically, uh, yeah, basically, I, I watched, I observed, I did a little bit of training, gave my input. I mean. You know, like you said, it's the biggest wrestling promotion in the world. It's the biggest wrestling school in the world, and so, uh, you know, for a for a while there, I was I'm not gonna lie, I was intimidated. I'm 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 with I'm with guys like Norman Smiley and Scotty Too Hotty and athletes from all over the world. I mean, we're not I'm not talking about, you know, uh, you know, I'm I'm just saying we're not talking about a guy like Nathan Jolly or or uh, you know Dylan, you know Dill Dempsey or anything like that. We're talking about a kid that, you know, powerlifting champions or a girl that was a medal, a, a silver medalist in some South American games and jiu-jitsu, uh, a guy that played professional football. Uh, I mean, we're talking about heavy hitter athletes, not just your regular guy that, you know, and uh, so, you know. Uh, it, it, I'm, again, I'm not gonna lie. I was intimidated for a while there until uh, the, the students, the guys that I worked with, were actually a new group that they just brought in like the week before. So I worked with that group with Matt Bloom for a day, and then I worked with the same group again uh, with Norman Smiley, and uh, they just, you know, they just took over and and uh, came up to me and started asking questions and what have you. And knowing that, and then I just started feeling more comfortable in that these guys don't know anything about wrestling. There was a jiu-jitsu guy there. There was a couple of MMA guys there. There was, like I said, the football player dude. Uh, Austin Fury was in that group, but he had previous wrestling experience, so he did other stuff. Santana Garrett was in that group. She had previous wrestling experience, so she did other stuff. But the other five, six guys were, there was a girl there from uh, Brazil who started wrestling when she was 13. And so, like, yeah. here we have we have Roxy, who's a teen sensation or what have you. Oh, this girl has, is under a WWE contract at 19. So, Jeez. in my book, she's the teen sensation. And uh, and she was real good. She, you know, uh, she she ran the ropes really well. She, you know, did, you know, all the stuff that we, all the drills that we did, she did real well. She was very energetic, very... Uh, uh, how can I say uh, energetic? I guess I don't know. I mean, she was she caught on to stuff very quickly, but I, I think that a lot of it had to do with her with the previous experience. Uh, and then, like I said, it was a girl named Rita. She's from Chile, I, I believe, and she was the uh, kickbox jiu-jitsu champion or something or other. There was a girl named I think her name was I might be wrong, but I think her name was like Brittany or something. She's from the United States. She was another jiu-jitsu type girl. Um, so they had no none of them. None of these guys had previous wrestling experience. So it was just basically, you know, just it's just like here, 
when I have a new student come to my place, they have no wrestling experience either. So it's just taking them by the hand, show them how to run the ropes properly, their footwork, work on their, uh, you know, uh, you know, spacing and what have you, the timing. Yeah. And, and, uh, so they're basics. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I, I guess I did a good job. I got complimented later on by by one of the other trainers, you know, so I guess I did a good job. That sounds great, and hopefully that will lead to other opportunities, and um, that would be a really great day for Texas Wrestling and an RBG for sure. Uh, I'm going to open up the lines for questioning, uh, Mr. Gonzalez, but before I do, uh, Uncle Leroy Jr., do you have any questions or comments for our RBG tonight? Well, actually, I do. Well, uh, we got, you know, I'm going live right now in our group sports talk with friends. So, uh, you know, we got a few watchers asking some questions. But, you know, one thing that I have, you know, especially trying to, you know, get a build a reputation out there just in, uh, you know, just out there, period. How did you build your reputation and keep it the way you have? Because every, almost every caller, every wrestler in the game mentioned your name and said, you know, they either, either wrestle with you or want to, you know, train with you. So how do you keep that uh, that good reputation? Uh, <laughs> I'll be I'll be very honest with you guys, and and guys that know me know that I'm I am honest when it comes to stuff like this. When it comes to my personal stuff, don't don't follow <laughs> me there. That's you know, <laughs> don't worry about that stuff. But when it comes to the wrestling business, when it comes to the wrestling business. And trying to elevate yourself and trying to move from this promotion to that promotion to the bigger promotion to the bigger promotions, uh, you know, I, I can, I don't mind helping guys and and, and sharing stuff with them. And uh, those also take, take for example, Keith Lee. Um, you know, uh, Chris, Chris has probably seen him. Bobby, that are listening to this, have probably seen him before in the, in the past years. And Keith is a big dude. I never knew he played college football at A and M, but he did. Uh, and I and I found that out from just talking to him one day. But uh, he's you know you could you could see you could you could just watch him. He had a a lot of uh, talent, for lack of a better word. A lot of I mean he's a he was a gifted young man. I mean ACH moves around the ring and does all the stuff, but he's a I mean he's Gifted and talented as well, but he's also a smaller guy. But a guy like Keith Lee, uh, you know, I mean, that's, he's just a freak of nature. And uh, he's been working some shows in, around Texas for a while. And so I just I just called him one day, and I, you know, and uh, I don't I don't know why. One day I just had it. I, I just got a wild hair up my butt, and I called him. I said, "Hey man, can you come do a show for me?" And uh, he said, "Yeah, what day?" I said, "Let me, let me, you know, let me find, let me get something, let me put them together." And uh, Samoa Joe had just got released from TNA, and so I got a message, you know, "Hey, can you use Samoa Joe anytime in the future?" Just got released, looking for work, so I said, "Hey, well, I'll give him a call." So Joe was available on a certain day. Keith was available on that day. So I'm a firm believer in you're only going to get better if you work with better better guys iron sharpens iron so keith had been messing around here here in um, here in texas with the same guys over and over and over lance hoyt and you know mike dell and you know nothing nothing against those guys but you know and then he did a match somewhere in austin with a girl and 
you know, <laughs> just wasting, wasting, t- you know, the dude is, is, I mean, he reeks of talent. And, uh, so I, you know, they came down and I just told Joe, he's very talented, work with him, you know, tell him what you think afterwards. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying anything that, that, uh, you know, I'm not trying to embarrass nobody, but Joe went with Keith in the ring and, and they had a match here in San Antonio. And, uh, uh, Joe took Keith to school. I mean, you know, <laughs> it, you know, Keith came to the back and he was like, man, Oh my God, man, I sure, uh, are you all right? And he goes, yeah. I said, hey, go talk to Joe, man. Go talk to, you know, go, go get his input. And I don't know what conversation took place. I don't know what they talked about. I never asked, but, uh, you know, later on, Keith came up to me and said, thank you, man. I really did appreciate that. That opened my eyes. I know now what I need to do. And, um, you know, and I took Joe to the airport the next day. We, we never, I never asked him. It's none of my business. And, um, so then, you know, Keith was working around the independents around Texas again and what have you. And and this is how this is how this is how the wrestling business works, or it should work anyway. And so then just to see where Keith was, I brought in Brian Cage. I'm I'm friends with Brian and uh he's a good friend of mine. He was off on a certain date. I said, Hey, can you come down here? He said, Sure. Uh he said, Who am I working with? I said, You're gonna work with this kid named Keith Lee. Uh he said, Who is he? I said, He's a local kid, just worked with Samoa Joe a couple of months ago good guy he works hard he's very talented can do some shit and uh i said if, if anything because uh, brian was working with lucha underground so i said if anything he's uh i think he's better than willie mack and he was like really i said yeah he's a you know big kid whatever but i think he's you know work with him and see what tell him what you think whatever and, uh, again, back in San Antonio, I think, yeah, it was in San Antonio, and they had a match. Keith did a lot better. He didn't blow up as bad. I mean, I don't think he blew up at all. And uh, uh, afterwards, you know, again, he came up. Thank you, bro, man. I appreciate it. Open my eyes. Help me out. Hope something comes out of this, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I asked Brian the next day as I took him to the airport, how do you do? He said, it great. I'm surprised, man. The guy's so big, and he can move around, so he's so agile, and he can do this, he can do that. And uh, so that was it. And I was going to bring someone else to work. I was trying to think of somebody else to work with, with them. Um, and then Brian calls me one day and he said, Hey man, uh, I'm doing a show. I think it was for beyond wrestling and, uh, up in the Northeast, which is a major, a major promotion. She goes, and the guy that I'm working with can't make it. He goes, you think, you think you can get me in contact with Keith Lee and a guy for a guy like Brian cage to reach down and, ask and refer to, you know, at that time, uh, just an, another indie guy that said a lot. So I'm like, Hey man, here's his number. Give him a call. Here's his Facebook, whatever page, whatever. And, uh, so Keith went up and worked with Brian up in for beyond wrestling and boom, the shit hit the fan, man. He, he took off and sorry for the language, but he took off. He, he, uh, made a big impression his match was viral. I got guys messaging me. Hey, man, do you have that match with Keith Lee and Brian Cage? Do you have it on video? I'll buy the video. I'll give you 50 bucks for it. I'll give you But I didn't. Actually, it was recorded, but the guy kept the match that recorded it. And uh, so, screw him. He can keep it. <laughs> but that's, that's how it works, man. I mean, you got to, you know, you can't just sit on your butt and, and expect for stuff to can't happen. Can't be complacent. Yeah. And as a promoter, you should see that. 
you should be able to recognize. I mentioned this the other day on Facebook. You should be able to recognize the talent that's out there and try and elevate them instead of trying to keep them at, you know, work, working for me for the next right. five years, which does nothing for them. That's Fact. true. So, and due to time constraints, uh, we're going to open up the line and take at least one phone call. Uh, we could do that right now. All right, cool. All right. Yo, what's next? Hello, hello, Carl. You're live on the Indie Wrestling Show with host Chris Castillo. Who's calling in? Hey, this is Christian. Is this Christian Smith, former guest of the Indie Wrestling Show? Yeah. Um, oh, all right. You got a Chris question here? Um, I've known I've known Rudy for about uh, about twenty years, and when I met Rudy, it was when. Uh, I went to the Shawn Michaels Wrestling Academy um, when it was up and running, the you know the famous one, and um, I uh, had a TV show at the time. I interviewed Shawn Michaels. Um, a couple years later, Rudy told me a story, a very interesting story about how he was initially contacted to be the head trainer, um, and I just kind of thought that was a fun, interesting story. If he could retell that about that that phone call you got. I'll do it in a nutshell. It's, it's kind of like a long, drawn-out story, but I'll do it in a nutshell. So I had quit the wrestling business at one point. As a matter of fact, I quit the wrestling business around November of 98. And uh, due to not getting paid and whatever with the promoter. So that was, at a, that was a Saturday in Laredo, Texas, as a matter of fact. Monday I came to San Antonio, and I applied for a job at the ATV warehouse. I got the job. Uh, I wasn't supposed to start till the following Monday. But I'm sitting at the house Wednesday, and uh, my phone rings, and I answer it, and I'm like, hello? And they said, is this Rudy? And I said, yes. And I said, this is Sean. I said, Sean who? He said, Sean Michaels. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm like, man, shut up, man. And I just hung up on him. <laughs> at the time, I knew guys, the guys that I hung out with were up to, you know, ribbing each other and stuff like that. and stuff. So that's what I thought it was. So... My phone rings again. He calls back. Hello, it's Rudy. I'm like, yes. Are you busy? Uh, no. Who is this? It's Sean. Sean who? Sean Michaels. Click. <laughs> I, hung up, I hung up again. My father back here just acts like, wait, he hung up on Sean Michaels? <laughs> he calls back again. Hello, Rudy. Don't hang up. Who is this? Sean. Sean who? Sean Higginbottom. Bullshit, man. Who is this? It was Sean. I said, not Sean. F you. And I hung up on him. And I thought it was somebody trying to get me to wrestle again to do a show because the promoter guy uh, was doing shows every Friday here in San Antonio. And I was just so frustrated and so angry and so furious at what had happened in Laredo. I didn't even, I, I, I had nothing to do with wrestle at that point. So my phone rings again. This is like the fourth or fifth time. Hello. Really don't hang up. Just listen to me. I mean, who is this? It's Sean. Sean who? Sean Michaels. All right. What do you want? And I'm rolling my eyes. What do you want? And he said, I'm starting to wrestle school, and I'd like you to be one of the coaches. And, uh, you know, he gave me the details. He's going to have back surgery, and he's going to be out for a while, so he wants to start a school to kind of, like, you know, help help out, you know, younger guys coming in and, and help kill time and stuff like that. And, and um and I said, who's going to be the other trainers? And he said who they were. And I'm like, man, I don't want to work with those guys. 
you know, you're not going to work for them. You're working for me. So, you know, would you, would you, you know, if you want to, we can talk more about it later. So long story short, we did talk about it, and, you know, the rest is history. I went to work for Sean. At the time, I, I did work at the HEB warehouse, and this is the funny part also is uh, me and my kid's mom at the time, we had just got a house. And uh, so uh, I was making 12 bucks an hour. I was putting in like 60 hours, 70 hours a week. So I was getting a bunch of overtime hours, and my checks were huge. And uh, so when I went to go work for Sean, uh, because in all honesty, I worked at the warehouse. I was making good money. You know, I just, honestly, I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. And I hated it. I just hated it. And uh, so when I when, when I went to work for, you know, the first day of training, uh, I wasn't making anything close to what HEB was paying me, but I, you know, I was in a ring with a bunch of guys and, and Sean and, and uh, so I trained, and then the next day I went, well, at night I had to go to work, and uh, I quit. I quit the warehouse job, and um, <laughs> so I came home. You know, well, it was a couple of days that, that my kid's mom realized that I hadn't been going to work. So she was like, you know, weren't you working at a, whatever happened to HEB job? Uh, I quit. Boom! The <laughs> Everything just <laughs> went out, you know. Just everything just hit the fan. But uh, yeah, I you know, when Sean first called, I hung up on him. <laughs> that is an awesome story. And uh, we thank you, Mr. Gonzalez. We know you're very busy, probably out there training students tonight. And due to time restraints, we're gonna have to let you go. But uh, thank you so much for being here tonight on the Indie Wrestling Show for uh, for being here tonight. Yes, sir. Thanks for thanks for having me on. Uh, no no problem. problem. Anytime. You're always welcome here. And with that, for me, uh, Chris Castillo and the great Uncle Leroy Jr., and uh, thanks Christian Smith for calling in tonight. I want to thank everyone for uh, supporting us and celebrating our one year anniversary. And we'll be back next week with Antonio San Francisco ASF on the Indie Wrestling Show. Good night, everybody. Break out the champagne glasses and motherfucking condoms. I paint a perfect picture, bomber hoochers with precision, my tits are sugar with you with that and double OP. Dog, my fucking homie, use a cold ass nigga on them all. Show up, I keep my hand on my gun, cause they got me on the run. Now I'm back in the courtroom, waiting on the outcome. Three, two pockets, all this on the niggas' mind. But at the same time, it seems they trying to take mine. So I'ma get smart and get defensive and shit, and put together a million march for some gangster shit. So now they got a slate, two multi-millionaire motherfuckers catch a case. Mm. Bitches get ready for the throwdown, the shit's about to go down. Fuck me and Snoop about the clown. I'm losing my religion. I'm